Welcome to Bites of Light with Angel and Seth Rohr. We provide bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to feed your soul, expand your awareness, and free your mind to help you create a more beautiful today and a brighter tomorrow. Join us in our magical kitchen as we serve up another high-vibe snack for your soul. everybody to another episode of Bites of Light, Snacks for Your Soul. And today we have one of our featured authors from our new book upcoming, Bites of Light, Evolved Leadership for the Spiritual Entrepreneur. This is Kerbreach Juneja. Thank you so much for yes. joining us today. Thank you for being here. We are so happy to have you and to have you share your medicine with us. We would love for you to tell our audience what you do. Tell us about your business. So thank you so much. I'm really, really excited to be here today. Thanks, Angel and Seth. And it's what a pleasure it is to do a book with you, Coke, you know. Yeah, it's been, it's been an incredible journey. But yeah, so I am, I'm an emotion and energy healer. I'm a, a holistic transformational life coach, a speaker and an author, and certified neurochain solution consultant. I support young people, men, women, and parents that are challenged by life and, you know, are living under stress, feeling burnt out. So I do both in-person and virtual, individual and group coaching sessions. And I provide workshops, webinars, podcasts, and, and host a variety of health and happy lifestyle, you know, living sessions, if you will and hands-on tools, you know, for true transformation from the inside out. That's what I do. My business is called Cosmo Being, you know, essentially just, you know, unleashing your potential within and leave, and living from your heart. That's that's my motto. Love it. And, and that's one of the reasons why we had you come and join us in this collaboration. You know, you're doing some amazing work in the world. And your chapter really spoke to my heart as as a mother trying to you know live in both worlds yeah. <laughs> you know i'm 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 far out of that now but i remember i i remember those first couple decades it's hard walk us through why wh why you chose to write that specific story and the medicine that you're sharing yeah absolutely i think the biggest challenge or the i i should i guess i should say the biggest transformation started with my kids you know when I when my kids were little I think that's when I really started hitting so many roadblocks and so many challenges in a good way I think that's probably the journey my kids wanted me to be on so I could you know be a more enlightened parent and help them with their journey I guess that's how I see it the reason I chose this chapter is or the story is because I don't know I mean leadership is so much about understanding people you know it's it's not about you know as the word says you know you're you're everybody is a born leader i believe they are all born leaders but they 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 know how to lead their life what about leading a team what about leading somebody outside of you how does that look you know and and to me i struggled with that in the early age of my career so so it just the moment i you know, saw your story of what you wanted out of this book, I was like, oh my gosh, I have a perfect story for that. Because, because I had a biggest clash of my career and my parenting 
you know, in, in this, in, in that time. And I, you know, and I was at the point where I really wanted to make a difference. And here I was raising a beautiful angel, you know, and, and it's just, I realized no matter what road of parenting you're on, and even if, you know, your kids are all grown up, I feel it's never simple. And, and, but the key thing to me was, I'm not alone in it. There are, there's everybody around me, which I never knew at that time. And for me to understand that, you know what, I was questioning my self-worth at the time. And it was, it, it was important for me to let people know through this book again, you know, it's going to come out that it's so important to understand who you are, why, what, what are your priorities? What is your lifestyle? And what do you really want from life? Yes, you and you could have everything that you want, but is it really that people should tell you or is it something that should come from your own heart? And, and that's what was really important to me. And I feel like it's so important for every leader, for every person to understand that at the end of the day, we all will have priorities. We all will have our own different lifestyles. But what is it that we genuinely feel called for? And that is what's going to stick. That is where our heart is always going to be, no matter we could be doing A. But if I feel like being Z, I could be doing A and I could be okay with my life, but it will never be a fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. And that's why I chose this story. Excellent. Yeah, we actually, we just had a conversation about this sort of thing the other day where like, yeah, are you, you can be okay with good enough. And that's a choice you can make. But if you want amazing, that's also possible. And, yeah. and I love what you're saying about leadership and parenting. Like I, I love asking people if they, when I, when I ask people if they want to step into leadership roles or start doing that, oh no, I'm not, I'm not really a leader. That's not really my type. My, oh, do you have kids? Well, I just break it to you. You've already signed up for leadership. You've probably signed up for the most important leadership role you've ever imagined, but so many people do it without that awareness. Like you've signed up to be a leader in creating a life and a foundation for life on this planet, not just a leadership of a group at work, which, you know, yeah, it has a consequences for that company, but it doesn't really have consequences in the greater cosmic, you know, story. Whereas that leadership of parenting, you're creating life that has consequences in the, on the deeper level. And that leadership is so important. And I'm, you know, I had a similar experience. Many of us did, right? I mean, not if, if your kids were, if as young kids, you were fortunate enough to have aware and awake parents from the work day you were born, good for you. <laughs> I wish I could have done that for my kids. I didn't. But the interesting thing is when, when that big change came for me, my kids were resistant to it at first because it was different. And now they look back and they're so grateful that I could change from my limited beliefs to allow them to explore and, and be there to provide a safe place for them to explore and become who they want to be, decide who that is for themselves without me trying to tell them what I think they should be. And that's so incredible what you said there, Seth, because I feel like, you know, we'll always, we'll never be satisfied as a parent. I think we'll always question that. I mean, really. And that's because when we look back, we're not looking at the same person we are today. We're looking at somebody who has grown 
you know, over the years, you know, we are, we are going back in time. We are talking about past, but today when I look at a situation and I say, oh my gosh, I could have done so much better. Yes, I could have, but only if I had the wisdom that I have today. Right. I couldn't have had that wisdom if I didn't have that experience. Exactly. So how can I judge myself about something, you know, that has happened in the past? And at the same time, like you said, you know, when when there are situations in life, not everybody's awake and, you know, they know what their sole purpose is. I didn't know that. And, and I made a lot of mistakes. But, you know, today who I am is because of those mistakes. So I cannot. I feel like it'll be unfair to say only if I didn't have to make those mistakes. Well, unfortunately, learning wouldn't have happened, <laughs> you know. So that's just the way it is. And, and, and I allude to that a lot in the in the story about the medicine like you know angel said so the medicine i refer to is the gardener medicine and i feel like gardener parenting leadership they all go hand in hand absolutely because what does a gardener do a gardener is there to nurture whatever plants are there in the garden be it be it a fruit plant and not everybody's every plant is going to give the same flower or the same fragrance or the same color Every, it, some are going to have fruits, some are going to have flowers, some are not going to have any, just beautiful leaves. But a gardener's job is not to judge them or to himself or herself, but instead just provide the most basic environment for them, for the plants to, to thrive, to survive and thrive. And isn't that what we do as a parent or isn't that what we should be doing as a parent? You know, And also something that we should be doing as a leader because here we have a bunch of people with different talents and skills. I mean, today, being in corporate America for over 20 years, I have developed many teams ground up. And that has been my core of leadership, that I'm bringing all these talent in, the, the talents and the skill sets. And don't get me wrong, I've made my share of mistakes, many, many of them. I haven't just, it wasn't like I got up in the morning and one day I decided, oh, I'm going to be a gardener as, you know, as a leader. No, it didn't happen that way. It took years of work, you know, but, but then I started realizing that the more you, you get out of your own way, the more you start trusting, you know, a person to be doing their own thing and just giving them the right environment, the right tools, the right, you know, resources to succeed who would not want to succeed i don't think that many people who don't want to succeed they might have their own motives some might want a promotion some might want more money some might want more you know more knowledge or but ultimately at the end of the day we all want to succeed in some shape or form and understanding what is behind that success what inspires them to me that's the core of leadership understanding your people of what inspires, what sparks that ignition in them, what gets them excited. It could be, for me, it was my children. You know, I would, I would go do everything, but when I come back, I, I really just love being with my children. And so for me, it was so important for people to understand how important my family is to me. And for those who did understood, got the best out of me. Exactly. Well, because if they understand what your inspiration is, then they lean into that and foster that, right? Because that is what good leaders do. And i that's why I love that you stepped in to be part of this project, because speaking about evolving leadership, the whole world has 
decided what leadership means. And I truly believe this medicine that we're bringing forward is going to help people shift their awareness and make them question what does leadership actually mean for you now today? Because we do evolve. We do shift as humans. And it's really important to always keep that awareness in the forefront as is, is this agreement that I've made around leadership still serving me? Am I leading from a place of power over or power coming from within? You know, it's the difference between subjugation and inspiration. Absolutely. Right? And, and the leaders that we're aligning with and collaborating with understand that inspiration piece, as you just so eloquently said, right? And I think in the, we talked about it in, in the introduction from a, like a 3D, like corporate type of explanation. It's, we've confused management with leadership. Management is task mastering. That's getting people to do what the business, you know, what the, the, the company goals are, achieve, achieve those goals. And leadership has nothing to do with the company and what the company wants. Like you said, it's that gardening. Leadership is all about fostering those around you. And I, I understand why corporate has pushed leadership over into the management realm, because when you foster that, you might have people grow and want to leave. And that doesn't work well with the corporate mentality. They want people to stay for life and dedicate your life to this company. And get inside the box right. they've created. Get in, get in the box and stay there. So pulling that back out, right? Management has its place 100% in, in the world that we live in currently. There is a time and place for management. For structure, yeah. And there's a time and place for leadership and separating those two concepts. And I, I really do like the gardener analogy of you foster it, let it become what it's going to be, and then let it decide what's best for it. You know, you might have to move some plants into different places because where they're at right now doesn't serve them and you didn't know it transplanting right? is a thing right, right? <laughs> yeah i mean the sun is not right or you know there's just too much shadow or who knows right and and you just said it so well seth i'm so moved by it that the difference between management and leadership there's such a fine line you know we hire people to for their thinking you know, we really pay all this money. We give great bonuses and everything for their thinking. And yet here, we end up killing their thought process by pushing things on them, by being their decision makers, by taking their power away and telling them that, guess what? I'm the boss, not you. Well, right then you took it away. You know, if, if somebody tells me that, I'm, how creative am I going to be? I'm not going to be creative. And isn't that exactly how you, why you hired me? Because you liked who I am. You liked my ideas. You liked what I am here to represent, what I have brought in all these years. But it will only kick in if you let me be who I am. If you let my true self shine. And that cannot happen if you put me in a box, eight to five, or be this way, wear a business suit every time. No, let me be who I am. And I will show you. I will take you to heights. That's that's absolutely yeah. my one of my brothers had that exact conversation with his employer a yeah. few years back. They mm -hmm. they hired him because they said your mind you have such a brilliant mind, and then they brought him in and put all these restraints and all these 
blocks and he's like you you hired me to do a thing and every time i try to do it you tell me i'm doing it wrong like you know that basically that exact thing you just described he had that conversation with them and he ended up leaving that company because they couldn't see it yeah and yeah. it's it is a well-known company that people think of as forward thinking and creative mm -hmm. and they are still not able to get past that control is yeah. what it really comes down to management becomes an, a facet of control leadership is not controlling at all absolutely and i i feel like the company i work for now i'm still working for a company you know and i feel like things are so much different here and i've learned so much here you know there is there is so much and i the biggest lesson i think the biggest thing i learned was you know your biggest resource is your people if you don't have the right people and if they're not doing what they're supposed to do what they've been hired for then you're really at a big loss no matter what in the world you have no matter how much capital you bring in any company any company success depends on their people and i am so appreciative that the company that the company i work for actually really appreciates its people and and not not i mean not i i have seen worse i have seen so much worse that i cannot begin to tell you where people put you in a box you're supposed to meet and you're not even in a box of an organization you're actually in a box of your manager right, right. Yes, you know, those intimate relationships where you're supposed yes. to be co like work coworkers. Exactly, subjugation and, happens at all levels, right? And as they say it, you know, people don't leave companies; people leave their managers. People right. resign from their managers because they're tired of how they are being treated. So, I mean, yes, of course, like they always say, you treat people the way the way you want to be treated. But at the same time, try to understand the purpose. If you are put in your box, if, if you are put in a box and if you are entitled to do something in a certain way or be someone, would you ever be your true self? No, you'll always feel like, oh my gosh, I'm being watched. Somebody's over my shoulder. Somebody's telling me how, what to do, how to do. I better do it that way. Or something wrong will come out of my mouth or something wrong I'll put together. And you are so caught up in your head. Why? Because now you have kicked in your survival instincts. What happens when a plant faces rough weather? You know, it, it, it's, it's stormy, it's windy, and, and the plant is struggling to survive. And gardener, instead of providing the right shelter, actually let it be whatever, you know, I'm just going to let it sit there and I'm going to help have it figure it out. Okay, then, you know, the plant is going to keep trying, but after a while, it's going to die. It's going to give up because it wasn't given even after Gardner noticing that it's being challenged. It's, it's kind of at a verge of breaking. It wasn't given the support or the, the care it needed. So if we're not going to do that for our people, those survival instincts are going to keep kicking in and we're going to keep pushing our people to being on a flight or a fight mode. How many people are productive when they're in those senses, when their adrenaline is so high? Not many. So I think the key to leadership, and it's so important now more than ever to pay attention, to help people find their own joy. A lot of people don't even know what their real joy is. Right. right. So, you know, helping that them. pour into them. Yeah. And helping them understand when they come to a workplace, helping them find their own ignition their own spark 
actually helps you connect. And that's, I think, what's called is a true connection. That's where I say, you know, you when you when you are more sorry about that, when you're more authentic than looking for a perfection. You're authentic, you're opening up because you're a human being. We all are, you know, not every day is going to be 100% productive for me. There are some days I am 150% productive, but then there are some days I am barely to 20%. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's how I operate. We all have our days, you know. All operating seasons. Yeah. Yes, all operating seasons. But if my mind is at the right place, I will pr- most likely have more 150 days, 150% days than 20% days. But if you'll give me more reasons to be at 20%, then there's nothing I can do, right? I'm kind of caught up here. I'm in a, in, I'm in a rain. Yeah. Well, if you always feel like you're under attack, like you said, if someone's always watching you over your shoulder, if you're walking on eggshells, you know, that's humans can't rest into their channel. They can't rest into that creativity space when they're in fight or flight or, or you know, in that squished environment. And we're seeing humanity fight against that now. You know, I think, you know, this great big pandemic that the world went through, you know, we're all as a collective suffering from some PTSD symptoms, right? Everybody is is overlooking their lives and trying to decide what am I okay with, what I'm what, what am I not okay with? And this is why bringing this medicine forward and allowing people, giving people the space to say, hey, you're allowed to feel. Not only are you allowed to feel, but you're allowed to heal. And you're allowed to live an ecstatic life. We, we're, we're not here to be mundane survivors. That's not why humans are here. You know, we're here to experience the love and the joy and all the range of feelings that humans can experience. We've had enough of the dark. Yes. So like you said, finding that joy, finding that spark, connecting to the sun, allowing those rays of light to permeate your being is how you're going to bloom. That's what the flowers do. Yes, exactly. I mean, coming up to the sun. Yeah, and and the rough tides will come. Nobody guarantees that there'll be all bed of roses. No, it never will be. There is always going to be variability in life, but that's where you as a leader step in to provide the stability. That's why you are the gardener, because you know what, no matter what happens, you are there for your team. You are there for the pe- for your people to be on, you know, it's, it's like, hey, I got your back. I get it. You know, you had rough day. You know, you, you know, when, when I feel heard in my workplace, when I feel heard, gosh, I cannot tell you how gratifying of, an, of a moment that is, because I, you know, I have a sick kid at home. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. Or there's something I can't be in office or whatever that case is. When I feel like people understand where I'm coming from, I want to give more. I want to give more than what I've ever given. And I am even surprised. Wow, I have that much potential. Great. You actually help people by building these deeper relationships, these connections. You help people tap into their own true potential, which they even don't know because you know what? Why are we such a social animal? Humans are social animals. Why? Because when we are together, when we connect, when we collaborate, that's when we really touch our true essence. And that's when our true light shines. Even we will know, if I'm in solitude, you know, meditating, 
by myself, what would I know what skills I have? I would not know it unless I start interacting and then I would see, oh my gosh, oh, okay, I can offer this too. I can offer this too. So it's so important to have that empathetic approach rather than directive approach, you know, finding that connection with, with every person. And it will be different with every, every other person you meet. It will never be the same. But isn't that the beauty of the, you know, of, of humankind? We are so unique. We are so unique. Our eyes, our biometric fingerprints, everything, nothing matches. Our DNA don't match. Everything is so different about us, each one of us. And yet here we are together and we make such big, you know, we make so many big researches come out. So many big evolutions are happening. Inventions are happening. Why? Because when we come together as one team and we are not thinking of, you know, being, you know, of, of just, you know, kind of leading or, you know, kind of being in the front line or we're not thinking of competition. We are generally thinking of, solution, finding a way that improves some part of life for everybody, then what do you call that? That is a connection. That is a collaboration. That's not competition. Exactly. And that's how we need to look at leadership, I think. Well, and that's that. That's the whole root right there of this book is the collaboration, that, that collective mindset of people who understand what we're talking about and, and live it. Like not only do they get the concepts mentally, they, they've embodied that space. And I love the fact that we can together redefine what leadership means, because, you know, even recruiting leaders for this book, you know, I, I had somebody say to me, oh, I'm not a leader. Wow. But they do have children and they do have a community and they do have all these things. So it's even in our awake part of the collective, people are still not considering themselves leaders. Yeah. That's... So I think it's really important mm -hmm. to get that, to, to, to challenge people. What does leadership mean to you? Yeah. I was just thinking like, you know, as the listener, you might be sitting here thinking like, well, I'm not in a leadership role at work. You know, I don't run my own business and, you know, and I'm not a parent or whatever. You might be saying, well, this doesn't really apply to me for leadership. But at the very least, you need to step into leadership role of your own life. Can you lead yourself? Yeah, provide, <laughs> provide that fertile soil for your own soul to grow and, and your true self to come through. And understand that expectations, if you, if you choose to work in, for a company, that's fine. There's nothing bad for working in corporate America. It's not wrong. But expectations go both ways. Understanding what good leadership is is what leadership's intended to be gives you the ability to turn to your managers and say you're not leading you're managing and if you want to, more from me here's how you can get it so it, it applies both ways whether you feel like you're in leadership in your job or not you're, you're always in a, in a leadership role in your life Absolutely. whether it's just for you for you and your kids if you run your own business, obviously you better be thinking about leadership roles if you want your business to be successful. And if you work for somebody else, understanding what good leadership. Also, if, if your current situation, they don't have any desire to provide or learn themselves, well, now you know that it's possible. 
Now you can know what is going to provide you to grow and start seeking that out. Stop okay. accepting okay as good enough because amazing is possible, whether you work for yourself or for somebody else. I, I'm witnessed companies out there where their employees would lay down and die almost for the company because they are so connected. They're treated so well. They are loved. Love is not a four letter word in business. It's yeah. lost and it needs to be revived. You can have love, love connection and profession. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well said, Seth. Thank you for sharing that insight. I agree. I mean, leadership is if you lead a conversation, as simple as that, you are a leader. Mm -hmm. You initiated a conversation. You are leading something. Leader is not, We I think we have been trained, our minds have been trained so wrong about what a leadership is, you know, what a, a manager is different than a leader, you know, a, a people manager, if you will. And you're so right, like be it a situation where either you have a job or you are a business partner, or you own a business, or you have none of that, and you are a freelancer, or you're just a stay-at-home mom. Doesn't matter. You are still leading. You are leading your own life. And every interaction to me, I feel, is a part of you that shows what kind of a leader you are. Every interaction you have, be it with your kid, be it with the other person, be it with your neighbor, be it with your gardener, be it with your Anybody, you know, newspaper guy, you, that shows what kind of a leader you are. Now, you may not have thought about it that way, but to me, that's the way to think about it. Go deep down, figure out who are you? Because like I said, leaders are unveiled, unveiled, not, not born. You have to open that heart and find what does that true leadership mean to you? Mm -hmm. You know? And we all will have our own ways. And as long as we know that we are here to make a connection and to not be in this minuscule mind of thinking about, oh, how come that person is doing so much better? And we have to think, outgrow that. If we want to grow, the only way to me, the only way to grow is by connection, never by competition. Yes, competition is good, but only if you compete with your own self. Mm -hmm. I am going to compete with myself from the past me that was yesterday. How good am I going to be today? That is my competition. But my interaction with you, with Angel, with people around me is a connection to me. That's not a competition because that's where I'm going to grow. That's how I'm going to grow. How can I shut my own door? No, I can't. And so it's so important to identify what is that mission for me? Who am I? as a leader and what is really my motive what do i really want to accomplish as a leader in my life in my job in my business you can expand it for as long you know in in human consciousness what do i really want to contribute in human consciousness what is my role and that's how i see this it it's it's on a daily basis and i have been working even with my kids you know when we talk about things we we talk about this like you don't lead people. You lead from heart and you lead your own self. You don't lead others, you lead your own self, you know? And, and it's so important 
to start bringing the focus inward. And that's what my business, you know, I, I always say it's really the inside job and, and leading is all about inside. It's how do you evolve from the inside? Well, you can only, you can only take somebody as far as you've gone yourself. I think, and yes. that's why it's so important to do your inner work. You know, Don Miguel Ruiz says, you know, help me, help me heal the planet starting with yourself. Yes. You know, because you, you have to embody and understand the medicine deep within your bones before you can provide it to somebody else. Mm. Right. So leadership does start within. Absolutely. So well said. Like they say, charity begins from home. Right. Home, right here. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's that's really, really so important for us to understand everybody. And I think I feel we are headed in the right direction. The doors have right. opened, you know, the doors have opened. Now it's just a matter of creating more awareness, spreading the word, and having more people on board with this concept. So the real shift can happen. Because right now I think we are all in the mix and it's just, you know, it's 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 like the shift is happening, but it's pretty, it's not as intense as we would like it to be. And it's about time. And that's what I expect from Bites of Light. Mm -hmm. That is my total, you know, expectation from this book that that's what it's going to do to the leaders of today and tomorrow and all those that are going to be born. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell everybody where they can find you. How can they work with you? What kind of services are you providing? Yeah, so I have I have the website called as beingcosmo.com. It's gonna go live in two weeks. It's, it's Congratulations. You, yeah, it's just making some changes. But they can definitely reach me via email and you know, and all of that is gonna be listed in my bio and the book. And and I'm happy to offer. I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like I said, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an executive coach, a career coach, holistic life coach, any type of issues. And I do a lot of team building for companies. I have firms where I'm also helping them bring change management and stress management, how to overcome insecurities within yourself to bring the real change and bring it consciously, not unconsciously, and not because it's needed, not because you're at tipping toe and you know that now there's no other choice but to change, but doing it by choice and how to go about it. So really helping people stepping into that unknown, finding their inner joy and connecting with their heart to find their true path. That's what I really do. And, and I just absolutely love what I do because it really fires me up. It just really sparks that kindle in me to see people transform their lives and, and the joy I see on their faces that just really melts my heart and, and humbles me. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, our book, Bites of Light, Evolving Leadership for the Spiritual Entrepreneur, launches June 21st, summer solstice. We are so excited to have birthed this medicine into the world. And thank you so much for coming and playing with us. We're just so yes, happy for you to be part of this project. It's a pleasure to have you. Yes, thank you, thank you. It's it's a pleasure. Thank you so much, and we will chat soon. Yes, so, till next time. All our love. All our love. All oh, thanks. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for sharing your time and energy with us. The best way to help us spread this message is to rate, review, and subscribe. If this episode impacted you in any way, share it with others. Post about it on social media, or put something in the comments. 
Also check out our website for upcoming events and books at www.roarrevolution.com. All our gratitude and love. All our love. See you soon.